Welcome to season one, episode 12 of the Home Healthcare Today Show. I am your host, Dr. Clemon Moore. It's July. In the month of July, we have the pleasure of focusing on a very important topic, and that topic is healthy vision. On our show today, we have Dr. Joel L. Palavin. Dr. Palavin is a board-certified comprehensive ophthalmologist with over 30 years of experience in the practice of ophthalmology. He received his undergraduate degree from Michigan State University and Doctor of Medicine degree from the Wayne State University School of Medicine. He completed his ophthalmology residency at the prestigious Kresge Eye Institute of Wayne State University. Throughout his career, Dr. Palavin has instructed medical students and residents in the area of ophthalmology and was awarded Teacher of the Year by the residents of Beaumont Hospital. <clears throat> Dr. Palavin has presented and published on the treatment of glaucoma, intraocular surgery, and ocular injuries. His practice focuses on sutureless small incision cataract and intraocular lens implantation surgery. He has additional expertise in laser eye surgery and in the treatment of glaucoma and macular degeneration. Dr. Joel Palavin currently practices at Eastside Eye Care Physicians Group. Dr. Palavin, welcome to our show today. Thanks for having me, Clay. So, Doctor, as we discuss this very important topic of um, healthy, healthy eyes and, and healthy vision, how about you tell us a little bit more about yourself, um, a little bit about uh, Eastside Eye Care Physicians, where you practice, your expertise, and then maybe even a little bit about your passion, your passion for ophthalmology. Well, to start with, as you said, I graduated in 1979 from Wayne State University School of Medicine. Yes. And after my uh, graduation, I spent a year at Henry Ford Hospital in a general medical internship, mm -hmm. uh, after which I did a three-year residency at the Kresge Eye Institute at Wayne State University. Yes, sir. Following my completion of the residency, I purchased a practice from a retiring ophthalmology in mm -hmm. St. Clair Shores. Okay. And I was in solo practice for 34 years in St. Clair Shores. Mm. In 2017, I joined a small group of three fellow ophthalmologists at the Eastside Eye Physicians. Mm -hmm. And I've been there since 2017. Mm -hmm. um, during my career, uh, I've always enjoyed teaching. Yeah. And so uh, during much of my career, I've taught medical students, ophthalmology residents, and family practice residents mm -hmm. um, in ophthalmology. And one of my proudest accomplishments was being awarded Teacher of the Year by the Beaumont Family Practice Residents. Congratulations again on that designation. Um, I first became interested in ophthalmology uh, after my first year 
of medical school where I spent uh, a summer at the Sinai Hospital mm. Eye Clinic. Mm. And at that point, I was very impressed with the technology and instrumentation that was involved in eye care, yes. as well as the breadth of the field as it related to other medical specialties mm -hmm. and the satisfaction that the doctors derived from helping people with serious eye problems. Yes. And that was my main motivation for going into ophthalmology. Very good, very good, doctor. And as you, you know, mentioned the background, spending time at uh, Henry Ford, um, and your trajectory on through uh, acquiring um, an organization, and then in 2017 joining a, a smaller group, doctor. As we think about, you know, eyes again, that's a a very vast array of experiences within your journey of graduating in 1979 and, and still practicing, still practicing and seeing patients today. What were some of the challenges, Joel, along the way as you decided to, you know, pursue your education and then, and then practice? Well, when I graduated from the Kresge Eye Institute, I felt that I was well prepared from a medical knowledge and skills standpoint. Yes. But I realized that I was ill prepared in terms of running a business. Yes. Mm. And um, I think even nowadays, uh, medical school graduates and residency graduates haven't been prepared for the modern environment of practicing medicine. Okay. I fortunately uh, had the luck to marry someone who had uh, quite a bit of background yes. in accounting, banking, financing, marketing, and she was able to help me secure the financing for the practice, yes. um, arrange contracts with vendors and insurances, and in many more of the administrative mm -hmm. aspects of running a medical practice. Absolutely. Sir, very good, very good, Joel. So, Joel, as we round it and bring it bring it forward, you know, you you mentioned, and I appreciate mentioning how there are medical school students that are ill prepared to run a practice, right? Because there is obviously that business side. So, we are our uh, interview is sort of focused on that practitioner side, but as we shift now to more of the patients, right, the patient side of the house, where eye health, you know, for a child or an adolescent, you know, is a little bit perhaps different than for an adult or an aging adult, right? A kid needing glasses whenever they go to preschool or kindergarten or being teased, right? And being caught four eyes and the like, right? Um, let's talk a little bit about that. How does the Eastside um, Eye Care Physicians Group take care of, you know, youth, you know, kids, perhaps young adults, adults, and, and some aging adults. I would say the majority of the patients that we see are older adults. Okay. And uh, just logically, uh, a lot of problems that occur with the eyes are the consequence of living longer. Okay. But we do see children. We see children with um, eye muscle imbalances, children with uh, vision abnormalities, and one of the issues with children is is that they don't often complain of vision loss, particularly yes. if it's vision loss in one eye. Yes. A child may have amblyopia, mm. 
which means lazy eye. Yes. And they're not aware of it. Mm-hmm. No, and unless it's brought to their attention. Yes. By a school screening uh-huh. or by seeing a physician. Yes. So that is often the root for which we uh, see these patients. Absolutely. Yeah. So, doctor, with that being said, obviously 2020 vision is quote unquote perfect, right? Um, for that child that has a lazy eye, right, or a person that has poor eyesight, 2040, 2060, 2080 becomes their quote unquote reality. Uh, what have you seen, doctor, throughout the years to help individuals that have poor eyesight uh, get better eyesight? Let's let's say first of all that 2020 is not necessarily perfect eyesight, mm-hmm. but it's normal vision. Yes. Uh, just for a perspective, in order to get a unrestricted driver's license mm-hmm. in the state of Michigan, you have to be able to read 2040 yes. without glasses. Okay. If your vision is 20, 50, or less, you may have trouble renewing your driver's license. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Or you may have a restricted driver's license, yes. such that you can only drive during daytime conditions. Yes. Awesome. Yes, doctor. And this this topic is a little personal for me. Uh, granted that I was born with cataracts, at uh, congenital cataracts, and they sort of progressed throughout my uh, teenage years to the point of age 21 or so. I was considered legally blind, if you will, right? So uh did have the procedure to to have them removed, right? The lenses and had the artificial implants back in '97, doctor. So uh, a lot of development since then, in terms of the the technology. Well, in fact, um, we do see children with congenital cataracts, yes, and sometimes they can result in this condition amblyopia if they're not treated at an early age. Yes, and Cataract surgery can be done in infants, yes. can be done successfully in infants. Wow. Um, lens implants can even be placed in lit infants' eyes or contact lenses. So. Um, the problem is, is that when you remove a cataract, yes. which is clouding and discoloration of the natural lens of the eye, yes. you're losing about a third of the focusing power of the eye. Mm. And you may recall seeing patients years ago with thick Coke bottle glasses. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Through which they could see and they could read, but it was cumbersome. The vision was magnified and the field of vision was constricted. So it was by no means a perfect solution. Absolutely. The field of intraocular lens implant surgery has progressed over the last 70 years the point that high quality lens implants can yes. be placed in the eye to restore the normal focusing power yes and actually mimic the eye of a 20 year old for example so that's been a major boon to yes. the field of ophthalmology absolutely dr paleva we're going to go to a commercial uh, and when we get back we're going to talk more about some of those major advances uh to help individuals that have poor eyesight um, have better eyesight. So, uh, headed to a commercial. As Americans, we're defined by our grit, our toughness, our excellence, and our multiculturalism. But here in Detroit, 
Southeast Michigan, we are battle-tested. That's our advantage. We've been hit rather hard by the pandemic and other health challenges. Allow American Advantage Home Care to provide skilled home care services for you in the comfort of your own home. We are Joint Commission accredited and CMS certified. Call us today. Welcome back to season one, episode 12 of the Home Health Care Today show. I'm joined here by our very special guest, Dr. Joe Palavin, as we discuss ophthalmology uh, and Healthy Vision Month. Granted that it is still July. Dr. Palavin, as you uh, alluded to prior to our commercial about the evolution of ophthalmology and research and development over the, I think you gave like a 70 year, 70 year uh, time frame there in terms of advances uh, in intraocular uh, procedures and developments. What would you say have been like those ground breaking or the, the big advances over the last couple couple of decades? Well, there's a condition that we see in older adults called macular degeneration. Yes. And it becomes more prevalent as people get older. It's been said that patients in their 70s and 80s, one in four of them can have severe macular degeneration mm. or even higher. And it's extremely disabling because it's where the central vision deteriorates. Yes. The vision that you use to read recognize faces, yes. uh, drive. Yes. It's not like the lights go out entirely. Right. But when you can't function to read, when you can't read particularly, yes. it's very disabling. Yes. So prior to say 15 or 20 years ago, mm -hmm. if you had macular degeneration, you were destined to go blind. Mm -hmm. You were destined to lose your central vision. Yes. At some point in the early 2000s, they developed um, medications that could actually be injected into the eye mm. to retard the macular degeneration. In some cases, to restore the vision. Wow. Okay. And that has been revolutionary. Yes. It's, it's changed the face of the practice of ophthalmology. Absolutely. And these injections sound, you know, intimidating. Sure. But I have to say, in my experience, they're not that bad. The eye is anesthetized. It's a tiny needle. It's a yes. tiny volume of medication. Yes. And the patients, most of the time, hardly are aware that it was done. Wow. Mm. Yes, doctor. So as the, as, in an attempt to reverse that macular degeneration, uh, through the use of that medication and through procedures such as that, how quickly is the improvement in vision realized for patients. So this is, this is exciting. They may realize, uh, they may be aware of a significant improvement within weeks to a month. Wow. Awesome. The problem that we see is, is that the medications wear off. Yes. And the, the injections have to be repeatedly given over a period of time. Okay. And there's, there can be tremendous expense to that. Yes. Some of the medications are not covered by insurance. Yeah, Patients sure. oftentimes have a high copay. Yes. Okay. So there's a large financial constraint Absolutely. on the delivery of this care. Okay, doctor. So in view of preventative uh, maintenance of the eye or uh, preservation of vision, 
what are some things that you suggest for listeners and, and viewers in Southeast Michigan to you know, hone in on a healthy vision or healthy lifestyle that's related to, to eye care? So the eye has a lot of similarities to the cardiovascular hmm. system. The eye is a very vascular organ. Depends on high blood supply to replenish uh, molecules, to process vision. And things that are good for your cardiovascular system are very good for the eyes. Mm -hmm. So, for example, exercise. Yes. Mm -hmm. Very important for the eyes. Healthy diet. Yes. Very important for the eyes. Um, Vitamin supplements, in some cases, okay. can be helpful, especially for patients with macular degeneration. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Okay, good, good stuff, Dr. Ocular stuff. hygiene yes. is something that's quite neglected. Okay. Uh, patients, uh, while they may scrub their face and their hands <laughs> and their body, oftentimes avoid cleaning around the eyes. And we'll see various inflammatory and infectious conditions affecting the eyelids Yes. And outer surface of the eye. Absolutely. Um, so a lot of my time is spent counseling patients on proper eyelid hygiene. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And um, the sty, right? Uh, the styes. Lepharitis. Yes. Rosacea mm-hmm. are things that we commonly see uh, causing not necessarily vision-threatening problems, yes. but nuisances or annoyances or sometimes serious infections. Absolutely. So, doctor, over the last 30 years or so of uh, being in the practice of ophthalmology, and this one's a little off the script, but it, it's fair, as related to um, ocular hygiene, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of products that you've seen uh, that have been presented to you uh, for patients in terms of eye cleaning, uh, eye wash, eye drops, right? Uh, even contact solutions, right? <laughs> As related to uh, individuals and what they could buy over the counter. Uh, not that I'm asking for an endorsement of any product or another, uh, but are there some pretty good resources for individuals to, to purchase uh, to help them with their um, ocular hygiene? Well, you can start from the least expensive, yes. which is simply uh, hot water and a washcloth cleansing around the eyelids. Absolutely. Yeah. There are uh, prepackaged pads mm-hmm. similar to like handy wipes you get in restaurants yes. that are made for the eyes that can be purchased. Very good. Um, there are solutions that you can use in the shower yes. to cleanse and massage your eyelids. Awesome. Uh, some people tout using baby shampoo True. on their eyelids. Yep. Tear free. Um, yes. <laughs> there are expensive preparations as well. Awesome. Uh, I tend to recommend a particular brand called AccuSoft okay. wipes and foam yes, for sir. the eyelids. Um, but really, if a person simply takes the minute or two to cleanse and massage the eyes with a washcloth in their shower or their bathroom yes. when they're uh, freshening up in the morning, That's that right. in itself goes a long way to preventing styes and uh, ocular surface disease. Wow. 
Very good. Very helpful information, Dr. Palavin. Um, Joel, in view of our organization, American Advantage Home Care, we happen to take care of uh, several homebound patients who um, have, you know, um, eye issues or eye problems, uh, but they tend to be comorbidities of other uh, illnesses or ailments. Uh, are there any comorbidities that come to mind for you uh, that listeners and viewers should be aware of uh, and also focus not only on that particular health ailment or issue, but also focus on their eye health uh, as, as related or as connected to that primary illness? Well, the main comorbidity that comes to my mind is diabetes. Yes. Because diabetes can cause damage to the retina, it can cause blindness. And those patients, and and the diabetes can affect the eyes in ways that a patient is unaware of yes. until they have a bleed in mm -hmm. the eye and sudden vision loss. So it's important for those patients to be screened yes. at least periodically. Absolutely. Um, a dilated eye exam. Okay. There are visiting physicians, ophthalmologists, Yes. that can attend people at their homes yes. and do a dilated eye exam uh, as a branch of the visiting physician's organization. Yes. Or those patients can be accommodated in the ophthalmology office. Yes. So yeah. beca just because they have these comorbidities, it's more of a reason for the, them to have their eyes examined than uh, than a I understand it's a barrier, yes. but it's even more of a reason for them to receive the the screening and the care that they they deserve. Yes, sir. And with those visiting doctors that you know go out and visit the patient at home and can you know perform screenings and the like, that is that is so helpful for a lot of our our listeners and viewers. As related to homebound status for those uh, folks that aren't able to get out, knowing that they could have a visiting physician is excellent. Do you recommend home health, or home health care for um, patients who have uh, debilitating, you know, eye issues or eye disorders? I think it's a wonderful thing, mm -hmm. particularly when you take into consideration that if a patient has a vision problem, it may be more difficult for them to self-administer their medications. Yes. For a diabetic to give themselves insulin, for example, yes. can be very challenging. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, the ability to have uh, assistance in that respect is is oftentimes uh, the difference between staying at home and yes. being in a nursing facility. Absolutely, absolutely, doctor. We'll circle back because I do want to make sure that um, Eastside Eye Care Physicians, in the uh, event that you all are uh, accepting accepting new clients or accepting you know patients referrals, that uh, we get a, a good contact number uh, for for your group. And then we want to talk, Joel, about some of the milestones since you joined the group in 2017. What are some of the the great things that uh, you feel as though you've been able to, to add and contribute to the group? Well. For one thing, I had a respectable patient clientele that I was able to bring to the practice. Very good. Um, yes. From a revenue standpoint. Absolutely. And, yes. and I'm pleased to say that the majority of my patients followed me to the two offices where I see patients now. Good. Um, I like to think that uh, 
my 30 plus years of experience, yes, you know, uh, garnered some wisdom that I can bring, wisdom and judgment Absolutely. that I can bring to the group as well. Yes, sir. Um, and it's made my life easier mm -hmm. from the standpoint that I'm not burdened by a lot of administrative mm. functions <laughs> that, that uh, detract from patient care. Absolutely, sir. Very good, very good. Thank you, Joel. Um, last uh, question as we as we wrap up here for our um, Southeast Michigan listeners and viewers. Are there any other resources, resources, clinics, specialists, or groups that, that you would recommend for viewers here in Southeast Michigan? So um, let's start with uh, screening programs for people yes. with um, uh, low financial resources. Yes. Focus Hope conducts uh, screening uh, clinics, nice. as does um, uh, St. Christine's Community Services and the Capuchin uh, Society. Um, the various residency programs in the metropolitan area through Henry Ford and the Detroit Medical Center and Beaumont Hospital will see patients at reduced costs and work with them financially. Yes. Um, and, of course, there is, uh, for people with more serious vision uh, problems or impairments, there is uh, the Greater Detroit uh, Organization for the Blind. Yes. There is the Detroit Eye Institute. Um, there is the Michigan uh, Society for Eye Physicians and Surgeons that have a website and a phone number where they can uh, direct patients. And I can, you know, convey those to you. Absolutely. Uh, afterwards. Yes, sir. Dr. Palavin, this has been wonderful. We'll be sure that the phone number is uh, added to the screen, right, uh, for our, our viewers, right? And on our website, we'll be sure to have the uh, Eastside Eye Care Physicians contact information online as well for those podcast listeners. Dr. Joe Palavin, thank you so much for uh, joining us today and providing such great insight around a very important topic, uh, which is um, eye health and healthy vision for the month of July. Thanks for joining us today, Joel. Pleasure. Thank you. Oh.